This is Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. How's it going, Jason? Hey, it's going all right. And as promised last last time, I'm talking about one of the most important characters in the American comic books writing scene. That would be Ed Brubaker. So, like, for those of you who don't realize that Ed Brubaker is fucking awesome... He's scratch, fucking awesome. Sc- yeah, scratch that. Like, if you realize that Ed... Br- no, wait. If you realize that Ed Brubaker is fucking awesome, then... Okay, yeah, you just go ahead and stop listening now. <laughs> For those of you who don't realize that he is fucking awesome, okay, let me tell you, let me tell you what's up with him. Brubaker has been around for years. He is the preeminent writer of crime, of crime fiction, and espionage-oriented stories um, in in America's comic comics market. He has been like he he's been writing such great great stories as Sleeper, which I've already talked about. Um, actually, almost I can say years ago now on the podcast. So and um. And also his, his um, best-selling run on Marvel's Captain America, which has been fantastic. As, even as he's killed off Captain America, replaced him with his former sidekick, Bucky. And that's been, it's been so good to the point where like, the fact that they're bringing back Steve Rogers as Captain America, I'm like, no, I don't want you to do that. You're doing such a great job with Bucky as Captain America. I want you to do more stories with him. Yeah, and it's, and it's been great. And and his, um, his creator-owned series, such as, such as Criminal and Incognito, which we'll be talking about more later, are just been... Uh, Utterly fantastic. He, like, he is a man right now. Like, he like, he can he can do no wrong. Yeah, and you know, like, I realize that you know, like, if I were to talk about just like every give a, like a nice career summer overview of him, like we'd be here for like this would be about like three podcasts worth of stuff. So, I just want to talk about some like some more interesting stuff I've re- I've read I've been reading and rereading over the stuff for the past week. Now, as far as I know, like the first thing he got noticed for was um series of semi-autobiographical work called The Complete Low Life um, from, from Top Shelf Publishing. Mm-hmm. It's just a story of like a, a loser named Tommy that I'm assuming like, has a certain um, basis in in um, like being like, Ed Brubaker himself. But just like showing him like just being like a complete complete loser, just like um, skimming off work, getting scoring drugs for, to use with him for him and his friends, and just being an all-around jerk to just about everyone he meets. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. And, but it's, on one hand, it's like, you look at this and think, yeah, like, you know, it's like, it's, it's interesting character study for a guy like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, this, like, I'm not this guy, but it's interesting to see, see someone who's like, who's like so, so complete, completely and utterly like amoral and selfish, like for, for the most part anyway. But it's, it's a nice, nice book and the sort the um, collection and title of Complete Low Life is a nice calling so it's a nice calling card for his later works. I mean, like he really, only, it's a it's a fun like um misspent youth type story, which he also went to explore later in his, also touched upon in his his other series he did for DC Vertigo called Dead Enders, which is a fun which is a fun youth gone wild in the future story, but that takes place in a post cataclysm world where where these where these kids like in this one low life in this one low life summer just running wild while the rest of the rest of the world just like night lit goes on goes on living as usual like in the higher class suburbs which actually have like nice things like weather as opposed to just like a not like a great like a great overcast cast world that the slum people live in like it's i read it and it's like it's it's fun it's good stuff it's but the um the first, only volume they collected of it basically focuses on the main character beezer who gets who has these he's like a traditional like he's like a like a traditional like a loose like um like, like young punk type character who go, makes his living on running, running drugs and causing chaos, 
and um, after one, after he winds up getting one of his friends um, almost fatally injured in an accident, he wants he resolves to um, give this guy one one last good time before before he dies, and that involves going over to one of the higher class areas and stealing some of their weather because this is like this is how the future is set up. They can they can this, this, they can see like they got their own weather generators in order to um, take 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 their minds off the uh, like the, the overcast um, polluted skies that, that, that of the future they've got here. Mm. And it's a, it's a good story. It's like, rereading this, I wish that um, DC had gone and collected more of his stuff, but they seem particularly averse to collecting a lot of Brubaker stuff. This includes his issues of Batman and um, Gotham Central that he co-wrote with with um, Greg Rucka. Because apparently, like, Brubaker is full Marvel exclusive now, and apparently DC, they, they don't want to give props to anyone who who's Marvel exclusive right now. Mm. Just ask Mark Miller. <laughs> yeah. So, but so like on one hand, it's like I, I'll I'll see if I can get around to collecting the rest of these issues of Dead Enders because like the first first one was good, but even better though is a um, is a mini series that he that he did on, for um called um Scene of the Crime, a little piece of Good Night. It's this is a this is um a series that basically kind of sets up what becomes a come his hallmark, so like a crime, good character driven crime crime fiction story. Now basically fo- focuses on this one guy. Named Jack Harriman, who who um, spent a lot of the spent most of his youth trying to um trying to get himself get himself killed and just um like blow blow apart his family family life, but he's since settled down and become a private investigator. Now he's thrown a case by his by by a cop who by by his uncle a cop, and um he's trying to find this trying this missing find this girl. Now the thing is he finds the girl finds out that there's like some complicated family issues and then later. Like after he leaves her in the first issue, she winds up dead in the next. So he's got to find out like why did why was she killed, and like what are all the mysteries that her family family was hiding. I reread this and one of the things I know about this series it's not really a who done it. Like you're not trying to figure out. There's not a whole lot of clues left to, like for you to figure out who did this. Um, and like you can't really like, try to guess it. But it's more like why they did it. And in that sense, it's fascinating. It's just a great, well drawn. Well drawn character today. I mean, Jack. I mean, he's is an interesting, complex, complex character. Not like it's it's fun seeing this guy who used used to be like um hell on wheels, trying to actually like do the right thing and try to like um, make make things right in his in his own way, and usually failing, which makes things which makes his efforts even more interesting. It's got art by Michael Michael Ark, who's worked worked with Brubaker on both Captain America and Gotham Central, and it's and it's fantastic. It's like. I I'm not sure if this is still in print, but if you can find it, it's it's great stuff. And okay. to be honest, it's like it seems like um they were they might have been this is, might have been set up for um Brubaker to do more with the, with Jack and the rest of the supporting cast, but yeah, like now that he's um not a DC anymore, I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, these days he's more he's at Marvel and he's been doing all sorts of stuff. I mean, he's had he's had run. Um, those were runs on X Men, Daredevil, and his ongoing run on Cap- Captain America. It was his creator own projects. But let me just say a couple things about his X Men stuff, because for a guy who specializes in, in um great in um in crime driven stuff, the fact he he actually wrote some good X Men stories, um, particularly in the form of um Deadly Genesis, uh, an interesting retcon story of their 
original of the X-Men's original mission, which introduces the third Summers brother, Gabriel Summers. Um and um and the Rise and the Fall of the Shi'ar um Empire arc, which we see um details the um Professor X's and a select group of X-Men, including um Havoc, Polaris, um um Marvel Girl, Warpath, and um Darwin the Involving Boy, a character that Brubaker created. Um, going um, out to the Shi'ar Empire to save, save it from Volk, from from Gabriel Summers, the third Summers brother, who's not calling himself Vulcan, um, from his vengeance. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well written superhero stuff, and it's more impressive by the fact that like, even though Brad Gruber like like made his name for like like, like intimate um, crime um, character from crime stuff, he's able to like, actually pull off like a a, a big epic um, cosmic X Men story. I mean, this is really far out of like the guy's comfort zone and I won't say this is like this is necessarily an excellent story I'd recommend to everyone especially since the um, op opening arc um, Deadly Genesis is really mired in X-Men continuity it's it's a, it's amazing that it works as well as it does it's like concerning, concerning where his interests normally lie now for a character that um, does is up Brubaker's Alley it's um, Daredevil and um, he and Brubaker um, followed up um, Brian Michael Bendis's um, legendary run on the series, and most people would say that yeah, if you're gonna pick a guy to follow up um, Bendis, like Brubaker would be the guy to do it. And for the most part, he is. But looking back on the entire Brubaker run, a lot of it, generally the majority of it, is just spent getting it out from all of the stuff that um that Bendis left. Left him because Bendis basically left um, Matt Murdock in jail, facing um, facing criminal charges, and also he also left him married as well. So the majority of Brubaker's run is left a getting him get him out from those um, from those criminal charges and from the public scrutiny, and b getting him out from from being married as well. Now to be honest, his best his best arc is the um, opening arc, um, the Devil. It's like. The Devil in Inside and Out, Volume One, which basically shows you um, Matt Matt stay in prison, and how he actually like has to um, how he winds up um, meeting up with, meeting up with the Punisher and Bullseye inside, and and Wells the Wells the Punisher, which is great stuff because like, because it shows him like really hit really hitting bottom, and then just finding like yo what do I have to, like I can just like let myself become like my like the villains or I can just you know, like try to like. Try to find find the reserves to get to get back out, and it's great. It's great stuff. But everything else is just kind of like suffers from the sense that you know he's working to get Daredevil back to the status quo in order for him to tell the stories he wants, which really only lasted for about a year or so when between the uh, Lady Bullseye and um, Return of the King um, volumes. It's like I said, it's it's good, but it's marred by the fact that you know I wanted to see him do more stuff with the character more original so that wasn't tied down by by Bendis's run. So I mean we'll never see what that's gonna how it's gonna turn out, but like I'm looking forward to seeing what um new incoming Daredevil writer, writer Andy Diggle does. Like if he's just gonna let, let himself be tied down by Brubaker's run, which sets up Daredevil with a whole new status quo. Mm -hmm. And um if he's just gonna like let himself be tied down there or if he's just gonna like carve out his own his own um stand right there. Gotcha. Yeah. But no, the thing is these days, like, um, with Bru like the thing is with Brubaker's like his most fascinating stuff these is his creator own stuff that he's doing with, with artist Sean Phillips. Now, Sean Phillips, great fucking artist. He's 
I don't really necessarily have a favorite artist. Not an artist I, I would just buy just because like this guy's drawing it. But um, Sean Phillips comes damn close because just about everything he draws, it's usually something I'm interested in. And most of it these days is done with Brubaker. I mean, he did a great job, great job with him on Sleeper, and now he's been teaming up with Brubaker for um for the for his Criminal series. Criminal is basically a straight, straightforward um, crime fiction stories of really bad people in bad circumstances who find themselves forced to do good things. Now that's great recipe for great moral like moral ambiguity it's like and lot and and conflict as well it's there's there's been four volumes so far let's see let's see coward lawless the dead the dying and bad night all great fascinating yarns they're all standalone volumes but if you read them all together you notice that they're all kind of they're all interconnected as well they've got all like they, get, they share some of the same characters but you can read you can read them entirely out of order and and you'll still you'll still be able to enjoy them because like they're just because they're struct they're structured that well. And there's another series coming um coming out right now called The Sinners, which focuses on Tracy Lawless, the star of the um the second volume Lawless Natch. And it's and like I'm looking forward to seeing that because it's going to be the longest criminal arc by by six um six years total instead of um five instead of the usual four or five. And like oh, that should be that should be um, collect that should be finished in the next three months or so, and it's like I I heard lots of good things good things about that, but I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing how it turns out. But uh, Brubaker and Phillips's latest um work is called Incognito. Now while Criminal has been um doing doing all right in terms of sales, it really has been selling in really gangbusters Marvel um Marvel comics um. Like level sales, and so like for instance, like Incognito was done as kind of way to like you know, hey, why don't you do an a good an interesting superhero story to, like, to um energize the Marvel comics crowd? Like turn them on to your work, and you know like and for anyone else that would be a recipe for a creative recipe for creative and commercial suicide. With um Brubaker and Phillips though, it turns into a great um flip side examination of Sleeper, because while Sleeper was a folk should like. A, like a superhero who was trying to um he was infiltrating a on a, a supervillain organization and trying to try to remain true true to his um principles and morals. Um um Incognito is the flip side of that. It's a villain who basically joins like this world's version of um superhero witness protection. Like he's he's given drugs in order to dampen his superhero powers and and he's taken a and he's given a job and main character, his name's got great name is Zack Overkill. And he's given a dot. He's given like a, a file clerk job in this in this nameless firm, and so like he's just he's just given the job. Okay, blend in, and it's like you can and you can live out your life. And he's he's doing this, and he's just kind of, like, and he's like, no, my life fucking sucks, until the day that he that he finds out that all the drugs he's doing in order to cope with his with his with his meaningless existence, because like he was used to be like one of the a great super like one of the like most more notable supervillains. Like he was. Working under the black, working under the black death as one of his top operatives until he he and his brother were targeted for extermination because black death thought he was selling them out. Not true, but he winds up, but he winds up being um captured by the good guys and it's like and um after he finds out his brother was dead dead in the assault he he gives he turns state's evidence and now he's in his protection as I just said, so he so it's like. 
but he's he hates his life, and he find, once he finds that his drugs are canceling out the um, power dampening drugs that his that his um watchers that his um supervisor give are giving him, he just starts going out and just start like just beating up on bad guys. You know, not necessarily because he wants to be a good guy, but just because like you know it feels good just being a to be an anonymous guy who no one knows who you are, and just like just just doing just beating on the people who deserve it. Naturally, this doesn't last because. Not only does one of his co-workers at work find out who he is, the bad guys find out who he is as well, as do the good guys. Now, the good guys don't sell him out because, you know what, they figure, hey, you know what, we're going to use you as bait to um, try get some of the um, elements of, the, um, of, of your old organization who we weren't able to capture and, and lure them out so we, so we can find out what's, go, what's going on. Now, Incognito, fascinating story in all, in all its complexity. And th- and it's also one of the best things I've read this year. Recommended just about anyone who's interested in crime fiction and superheroes, independently of the other. But my only gripe about the series is that the first half, um, it's it's great because you don't know where Brubaker is going with this. It's like he he sets up this guy, and then he basically this character Zach Overkill in a situation, and then you wonder where's he going? Where's he going to go with this? Like he, he he's then he. Basically, that gangs work out from under him, showing him, oh, yeah, you get your powers back. Oh, wait, no, the good guys figure out, and they're going to fuck you over now. So what What, what are you going to do? It's like, and we're, and we're, what's, what, what is he going to do with this? Then you get to the second half, and you realize, once you re- and we start getting out of his, his origin, then you realize, oh, now I see where you're going with this. And not that it's necessarily bad, but just you know, that whole, like, oh, like, that whole, like, uncertainty, that incitement, you know, when you, you don't know where... It, what, what exactly is going to happen? That kind of slightly goes away. But, you know, for something that is ostensibly structured as an origin story, it's extremely well extremely well done. And Brubaker and has said that, yeah, this is going to be on, on an ongoing series. Like after, It's going to alternate arcs with, with criminals. Like, after this current arc with criminals done, they're going to do more incognito. And it's like, um, after looking at this, like, hey, if the opening arc... Opening introductory arc was this good. Then hey, how's the next arc going to be? Once I don't have to de- worry about any of the um, origin, like origin setup, setup and stuff. So like, I'm look, I'm gung ho, looking forward to seeing what what they're doing with this. And so it's like, I can say it's like, again, it's like, if you, like I said, if you if you're still listening, if you like I said, if you if you want to know why Ed Brubaker is go great, it's so great, especially with when he's working with Sean Phillips, get Incognito. It's it's fucking awesome. And also, it's like if you, if you need more proof, and if you haven't bought Sleeper yet, Sleeper is now available in two volume in in two volumes now, down from the original four. So you can get season one for twenty five bucks, season two for twenty five bucks as well. Unless if you go through Amazon like I do. So and that's that's a fantastic read as well. So really, it's like you want you want to know why he's one of the most important. Ed is one of the most important and compelling writers working today. Like just go. Go buy all the stuff I said. Go buy Incognito. Go buy Sleeper. It's like, hey, you want go buy go buy X Men as well. It's like that's great stuff as well. Well, yeah, I say it's it's it, it's cool because it's like it's yeah, I said you're seeing them work way out of this comfort zone, and I'm impressed it turned out as well as it did. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'd like to see it's more impressive than seeing um Bendis write um Avengers, which you know is good, but you know it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I got, so on that note, it's like. I'm calling night, and hey, next next time, I'm going to um try and do what I copped out of last year, and that's come up with my my top picks for the comics I read 
for this year. So if you're interested, well, I'll see you back next time. All right, see you later. Laters.